Good morning and welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike and uh, I'm trying something new today. I'm going to try to simultaneously um, GoPro this podcast. And so I'm going to start that uh, introduction again. Hello everyone and welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike and uh, today I'm going to be simultaneously recording audio and uh, audio video <laughs> uh, on two, two different devices. Uh, I've got a GoPro that's recording my drive so you'll be able to see where I drive every uh, Wednesday morning when I record this or sometimes it's Wednesday afternoon and sometimes it's special days but anyway generally especially lately, it's been Wednesday morning. And so this is me leaving my home. And uh, of course I'm in uh, Kanto area of Japan. I say of course, but you may not know that. Um, uh, and yeah, so I'm on my way to my job. today. Um, of course, we are smack dab in the middle of typhoon season. Uh, Japan kind of has, of course, it has four uh, distinct traditional seasons, but it has kind of two sub-seasons, uh, one of which is the rainy season or the monsoon season, which happens June, July, uh, and then we have the typhoon season, which usually uh, is August, September. Typhoons are kind of funny things. They, uh, of course, it's the, the equivalent of, of what you know the hurricanes that we have uh, uh, in America, um, the south and east coasts. Um, uh, we call them hurricanes there. We call them cyclones in other places, and uh, here uh, in the Pacific Rim, we call them typhoons. But anyway, uh, I digress. They're kind of funny things because they bring uh, a mixture of horrible weather and unbelievably great weather um, as a typhoon is hitting and as it's coming it brings a lot of rain and humidity uh, but often when it leaves it, uh, in its wake it leaves dry uh, sunny and occasionally very very hot weather um, at the same time but anyway uh, kind of makes this season interesting and uh, we are uh, located in, in an area that's not really, uh, or is very rarely in danger of a direct strike by a typhoon. Um, usually they come up the coast and dissipate over land, and by the time we get them, they're you know, pretty much uh, downgraded um, smaller typhoons or actually tropical storms. So, 
right? So uh, my my middle daughter uh, lives in Tokyo. Um, she's a senior in high school, and she uh, lives uh, with a homestay uh, family. She, she homestays with a family there in Tokyo, and then goes to uh, an international school in Tokyo for high school. So we don't see her except uh, occasionally on the weekends when she's here, or we go down there. Anyway, she uh, we got a call from her, and she's she's uh, very sick. We had we had a. Uh, FaceTimed with her the night before and she wasn't feeling well. She had a cold, but then uh, by the next morning she had her kind of a high fever, so she stayed home from school. Or no, actually she went to school. The high fever hit while she was at school. Anyway, uh, by the end of school she was just miserable. She went to the doctor and uh, she may have a sinus infection and she had a very high fever. And anyway, when a, when a child is sick like that, it's kind of difficult anyway, but when she's far away it's even more stressful. And, so we went to sleep last night knowing that, you know, we may have to come and get her uh, today and bring her home so she can convalesce uh, at home uh, with us. Anyway, uh, long story short, that's not happening. We found out today her, her fever is down. She's feeling better. I think she'll still take another day off school. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So... Um, I think the stress of that when I went to sleep last night was was kind of on my mind and so right around four between four and four thirty I had this dream and in this dream uh, it's really weird I was kind of on like a wide boulevard uh, you know like, like a, a, a big two-lane street with really big uh, you know shoulders on either side and lined with really a forest on both sides, but the road was straight. So just, you know, big, beautiful trees, but it was kind of in a forested area. And then it was a festival. So I, I was, and in the dream, I was going to this festival of sorts. And what this festival had to do with was some kind of warfare or violence, or I'm not sure exactly what it was celebrating, but it had to do with archery, uh, bows and arrows. And, uh, People were walking in ranks, uh, four to a line, separated by, uh, I don't know, 10, 10 meters maybe, something like that. And uh, every once in a while, the two ranks that were separated by the 10 meters would face each other. And then one side would shoot the arrows toward the other side, and the other side would then return in kind and shoot the arrows back to the other side. And in my mind, as this was happening, the, the people shooting the arrows were supposed to shoot over the heads. They were supposed to launch the arrows over the heads of the other line so as to uh, simulate warfare of a sorts, but not to actually hurt anyone. But all of these people were just people who didn't know how to shoot uh, bows and arrows well, uh, much less accurately. Uh, and occasionally people would get struck. In fact, the, the person who was in front of me, uh, when it was their turn to shoot, uh, got struck in the leg right in front of me. And then it was my turn. Now, like I said, there were four people in a line. And we're separated all the way across this white kind of boulevard road that we're walking down. Of course, there's no car traffic. <laughs> Excuse me, it's all shut down. Uh, but uh, then the person... <clears throat> Uh, in front of me gets shot in the leg. 
it's it's not you know supposed to happen but sometimes it does happen and it's one of those kind of festivals kind of like the running of the bulls in, in, in uh, Pamplona or something like that you know people don't try to get hurt um, but the fact that you could get hurt and sometimes uh, people do get hurt adds to the uh, excitement of the festival all right so then it was my turn and so the other the other side shot first uh, and uh, so I'm I'm on I'm the farthest left. So there's there's four of us standing in a line, across you know separated by a couple of meters across this wide boulevard, uh, and the other side shoots first. And the the person farthest to my right, I notice that their arrow, even though they're supposed to shoot high and straight, their arrow is low and coming right for me. In, in, in other words, diagonally aiming right toward me. As if aimed, I suppose. Uh, and these are these are live arrows. These are real arrows. They're not they're not fake arrows. Uh, and so I see this arrow coming right toward me, and I I kind of you know freeze. It's like oh you know. And by the time you uh, make a decision to <laughs> to dodge, uh, it's too late. You know the arrows are moving pretty fast. Uh, obviously not fast enough that you can't see them, but. Uh, anywho, this arrow comes right at me and strikes me square in the sternum, the, the bony area uh, on my chest. And it penetrates. It penetrates my chest right in the center. Basically right, you know, just a little bit right of where my heart is. But I suppose if you hit dead center, you're going to hit the heart. Um, anyway, it hits me in the chest, but instead of it the arrow um, sticking in to something that has you know meat or, or density like you would think a, a small hole breaks like glass in my chest so my chest is sort of brittle the, and, and it's hollow inside so the arrow goes inside but the arrow is very loose it's kind of rattling around as if it didn't find any density to anchor itself and it's just sitting in this space in my chest and so I'm able to pull it out, uh, but when it when it struck, and I'm I'm uh, what do you call it? Um, evaluating how I'm feeling. I, I do hear or or you know some some air goes out of my lungs, like a, something's wrong in there. I don't know specifically what it is, but there's some something has happened in my lungs. Uh, either I think you know in my mind my lung was punctured. But there's no really, you know, there's like, I'm very pragmatic about all this. There's no real fear or shock or panic. It's just, okay, I guess I should, you know, take the arrow out, which I did because it came out very easily. And like I said, it was kind of loose in my chest. Uh, and then I put my hand, there's no blood, first of all, there's no blood. And I put my hand over my chest just in case, you know, blood were to escape, I, I apply pressure. Uh, and at that point, I wake up and uh, I think the kind of the weirdness of the dream made me wake up and it's about, I don't know, four, maybe 4.15, something like this in the morning. Uh, I wake up and I uh, just kind of laying there 
I'm in my room and my wife and daughter are sleeping downstairs on the couch. Um, they do that a lot in the summer. They don't like, uh, especially when it's hot and humid, they don't like to uh, sleep upstairs because our house is very hot. We don't have air conditioning upstairs. No, we just have it downstairs, but I'm fine without air conditioning and a fan. So anyway, so I, you know, I'm sitting there in bed and the fan is blowing. So it's, it's, I can't really hear what's going outside. And then I kind of, I start to drift back to sleep and I, I think in my mind, uh, I hear uh, the telephone ring, the house telephone ring downstairs. I don't have a phone in my room, uh, but I really couldn't hear it. And so I did, it didn't register at first. And then it's almost like that ring kept echoing in my mind. I couldn't really hear it, but I could almost perceive it. Anyway, so I decided, well, I remembered Erica at that point. You know, well, what if Erica's calling because she's not doing well in the middle of the night? So I go downstairs and there was a phone call. It only rang once and then hung up. Uh, and it was an unlisted number. And, you know, my wife said, what's going on? I said, I don't know. I, I wanted to check my phone. She said, well, it wasn't your phone. It was the house phone. Uh, so anyway, I checked my phone. I have no messages and I go back to sleep. It was just really, really an odd, interesting dream. And I'm kind of relieved this morning that we, we got message from Erica saying she's doing better and, and uh, so hopefully the, the fever has run its course and uh, she'll be back on her feet in a couple days but anyway um, that was interesting uh, hopefully I'll get my friend Bethany to uh, take a take a stab at, at uh, she does uh, some spiritual dream interpretation I'd love to hear her thoughts on that uh, and then uh, a few other things occurred to me this morning that uh, I ended up sleeping about an hour later than I usually do. Uh, probably because I was woken up in the middle of the night. Uh, and a lot of the thoughts occurred to me in the morning. And man, I wish I would have written them, them down now because I don't. I, I uh, yeah, I'm not quite remembering them now, but. One thing was, uh, you know, I have a friend who is about to uh, have her baptism, and we've been uh, studying with and praying for and, and just spending time with this person for uh, many years, probably five years. She was my student at university, and so we're really happy about that, uh, and that's an exciting thing. Um, but I think in my mind, in the back of my mind is always this, um, this thought of, um, how do I, how do I lead, uh, or how should anyone lead new believers, uh, in their first steps with Christ? Uh, and I think for me, the way I see baptism now, as opposed to the way I used to see it, uh, I see baptism as really just, just your first step or in a very early step in following uh, the footsteps of Jesus. Uh, Jesus was baptized. Uh, that's something he did to begin his uh, ministry. It seemed to coincide with the beginning of his ministry. I'm sure there's some other things that we can point to, but that was one of them. And uh, 
one of the ways that we honor our master is by partaking in the things that he felt were important. Uh, and I think baptism is a great one of those. Uh, but I don't any longer see it as uh, kind of a game set match thing. You know, that once somebody's dunked in the water, uh, they are, you know, saved. Like, that's it. Uh, you know, kind of like a walk-off home run, if you will. Uh, I don't really see it like that anymore. Uh, and part of the reason is, is that I don't see, I don't believe that the, uh, the purpose of man is to achieve salvation. I don't any longer believe that, that that's our goal, just to achieve, achieve salvation. Um, but instead, our goal is to uh, work in the kingdom, or live in the kingdom, or, or thrive uh, in the kingdom, uh, and to to be a part of the progression of the kingdom of God on earth now, so that so that God's will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? Uh, that kingdom work is what we're all about and so as I was laying in bed I was thinking what do you what do you tell you know how do you help direct the early steps uh, of someone who has um, decided to follow Jesus because it seems to me that where things go wrong if they go wrong it's in those early steps uh, and they're gonna go wrong. Uh, I'll just I'll just say that at the outset. Of course, things are gonna go wrong as you learn uh, to deny yourself and to take up your cross. Uh, there are always hiccups and obstacles. Uh, that's that's part of the journey. That's that's part of the process that, that Jesus will um, redeem uh, for for your benefit to make you more and more into His likeness. Um, but the thought occurred to me uh, was that a lot of times our first thought is to our own holiness and how the, how the you know, evangelicalism or, or you know, Protestantism defines holiness uh, is, of course, to be like, like Christ, uh, to be without sin, uh, to be without blemish. And so a lot of times our focus goes, okay, how can I now stop sinning? How can I focus on looking like the Christian that I'm now going to be calling myself? And so we start trying to change our behaviors. Uh, we might even try to go as far to change our thoughts uh, because you know we've been told that uh, really thoughts and behaviors are, are indiscernible. Uh, they're the same, they carry the same weight. Um, But to me, that's, that is a very dangerous approach because it leads to uh, the, the um, being uh, enslaved to the bad system of guilt and shame, right? Because we're never going to be able to change our behavior completely. 
And so every time we fail, uh, we, we get down on ourselves. Eventually, if you get down on yourself enough, you might start blaming Jesus. You know, Jesus is asking too much of me. Uh, and I think Jesus would agree. For us to, to be perfect and for us to uh, be able to change all, our, all of our behaviors just by our own uh, muscle, uh, you know, trying to muscle our way through to holiness, Jesus would say, you're asking too much. And I'm not asking that of you, I think he would say. Uh, but I do think there are some very simple ways uh, that we can begin our walk uh, that will start us down the right path, and that is a kingdom path. And that is our love and compassion for those in need. Uh, I think I think that's what that's how Jesus lived, right? He he was attracted to and sought out those uh, who were. Cast outs, you know, people who are ostracized, uh, people who are poor or sick, uh, or the foreigners. Um, uh, these these people who are down on their luck, uh, Jesus saw his way to them right away, uh, and I think that's a very easy way uh, for us to guide new Christians to you know just. Just look at what you're doing, where you're at, you know, your job or your school or your family and and start start paying attention to those people who uh, need a hug, uh, might need uh, you to, to help them buy lunch, might need help with their children. You know, let's let's start uh, going down the kingdom because those kinds of things are caused by um, by sin really if you think about it the system of sin uh, the the fact that we lack things that we need things um, those kinds of things are caused by uh, this sin that into the world and the kingdom is the answer is the remedy is the cure the medicine uh, for the sin and so uh, that we start taking care of the symptoms of that sin by helping, by loving, by being compassionate, by giving, by serving. Uh, and so uh, that that would be um, my advice uh, to young Christians. And of course, I'm 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 trying to fight my way out of institutional religion and into a more kingdom based uh, relationship with Jesus and so I'm in the same place you know I I, I'm, I want to do better that way as well um, so anyway yeah uh, that uh, that might be a direction that that uh, I will help uh, some people take uh, and that takes an awareness it takes a willingness uh, it takes humility Now, there are some pitfalls, you know, people can get caught up in a, a uh, kind of being enslaved that, to, to, uh, to social justice, if you will, or, or whatever, thinking that the only way 
uh, they can please Jesus is by doing more and more and more and people burn out uh, uh, and then again they're left with the resentment toward Christ you know I can't I'm not being effective enough I don't have enough time to do everything you're asking me to do Lord in order to please you uh, so either either again that system can lead to being down on yourself or being down on Jesus I, I think that taking taken too far can also be unhealthy. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I guess I guess what I'm saying is I'm struggling with how to uh, guide people. It used to be so easy, you know, but now I know too much. Used to, I just say, well, just go to church. <laughs> just go to church. Uh, and of course, that's good advice to fellowship with Christians and, and to be around Christians who are ahead of you in the walk and learn from them. Uh, I think that's really important. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, that's just something that was on my mind this morning. And there was something else, and man, I forgot the other one, and that kind of bums me out because I really wanted to write these down when I got up, but I got kind of busy with getting ready for work and stuff, so haven't been able to get that stuff down uh, on paper or anything, so I'll, uh, I'll keep thinking about it. I'm going to pause and take a little drink here. Okay, maybe a big drink. Uh, yeah, so... Those, are, those have been some things that have been on my mind, especially from this morning. Uh, the dream, shot in the chest by an arrow, and uh, <laughs> the other part. Um, so, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys uh, um, to comment, to... Uh, I, I would also love for you guys to... Um, to uh, follow my lead, if you will, and, and maybe record a driving uh, theology episode and send it to me, and, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll I'll post it on the site, and uh, we'll have uh, some extra episodes by guests, driving theology uh, by guests, and be creative as you like. Um, could be kind of fun. Uh, if you didn't know, by the way, that I'm driving, I'm sure you can tell by the turning signals and. The, the road noise driving theology uh, the the concept behind it and I've been going nearly two years now I think I'm about to finish my second year is it my third year yeah my second year uh, the format is this I record while I'm driving and talk about uh, pretty much whatever comes up I don't really um, prepare anything I don't look up scriptures in preparation for this uh, but I do sometimes regurgitate other, other things that I'm reading uh, and try to put it in verbal form uh, so that uh, I can see how it sounds. Because I, I, a lot of times how things uh, sound in my head, uh, once they come out uh, uh, verbally, they don't make as much sense as they did in my head. 
And so this is a way for me uh, to, to see what I sound like when I'm talking to people on these subjects. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's been beneficial to me. I, I don't know. I, uh, I hope it's been beneficial to others as well. Um, I've been on a journey of, uh, for nearly five, four or five years now. Uh, I've been outside of the institutional uh, church. We meet uh, at my home, and I meet with various people throughout the week in a much more free environment. Um, a lot of times we just eat and talk. Uh, sometimes we pray, sometimes we sing. Uh, sometimes we, we do have a, a specific uh, passage that we want to study and learn about more. Uh, we've, we've even done entire books of the Bible. We've done the Gospels in our group, but but by and large, um, we are not institutionalized. We try to stay just as free uh, and, and pliable as we can. And it's been an interesting journey, uh, one that I don't think I would trade uh, for anything. I, I'm sure there's something I wouldn't trade it for, but right now nothing comes to mind except maybe the lives of my children. <laughs> uh, the Boyd book that I've been reading, Crucifixion of the Warrior God, is going well. Uh, approaching page 700. Um, got to read a lot last night before I went to bed. Um, still have about 700 pages plus to go. <laughs> so I'm barely... Almost, I'm almost halfway. And yeah, today I'm wanting to start getting in better physical shape too. I, uh, I uh, have stopped running and or cycling for the last year or so because uh, I've had some injuries. I'm you know, getting close to 50 and I've had some injuries in my, uh, uh, I say injuries, so I'd say inflammation is probably a better term in my shoulders and in my uh, elbow and, and in one of my toes and they all seem to be getting a little better I'm, I'm feeling better about all that and so I'm gonna start running today at lunch God willing I'll do a couple a couple K and see how that goes and try to start uh, building my way back into some some kind of decent physical shape I uh, would love to run a 5 or 10 K again by this next uh, winter or spring and drop some weight. I'm carrying just a little more weight than I'd like to. Uh, anyway, I'll uh, let you know how that goes. Um, and yeah, nothing else right now to report. It's going to be a nice weekend. Having a lot of friends over on Saturday night. Uh, maybe a reunion with some friends and Introducing old friends to new friends and making some connections and doing some networking on our new uh, cafe that's coming up and looking forward to that. Uh, good friends here come out and spend four or five days with us starting tonight and uh, looking forward to that as well. And so, yeah, I'm just going to wrap this up. I know it was kind of, uh, kind of short and uh, maybe a little off topic, a little scatterbrained, but hey, that's, uh, that's what I had to uh, talk about today and... Uh, what can I say? Uh, you guys have a wonderful time. I'm going to 
try to turn off the GoPro here somehow, if I can remember how to do it. Uh, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.